we're back. We're back. It's a distraction. I'm Drew. That's Roth. How you doing, Roth? I'm good, man. How are you? How how was your vacation? It was good. I I spent one half of the week in Boston, uh, oh, hell around, yeah. taking my kid around colleges and doing all the college stuff, which is very exciting when you're a parent because you're not the one who has to fucking apply. It's like, oh, all I have to do is pay for it. Like, nice. oh, oh, lucky me. And then the second half of the week, I was with my folks. And I love my folks, and they're great to be around. But my folks are definitely the people, kind of people who, like, you cannot watch television with them. Because if I turn on the television, within five seconds, no matter what the programming is, I'm going to hear, who's this guy? Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck. They're just going to talk. All the way through, like it's it's like the worst MST three K you episode you've ever watched. <laughs> Just I'm roasting like, no. Jim Nance. Absolutely not gonna do it. Hey, our guest this week, it's normal gossip host Kelsey McKinney. Oh How you my doing, goodness Kelsey? gracious! Yeah. Hello, it's guys. Kelsey How's it McKinney. going? How are you? I'm. You know, I'm doing fine. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to see you both. It's been a did, bit. Uh, did you tour colleges uh, last week? Are, are you excited uh, to be going to? Uh, I'm thrilled to finally be going to college. Um, yeah. This is yes. going to be huge for you. Because this, <laughs> this is, gonna you know what, you're going to look me. back on these years at some point and you're going to think of them as the, you know, the happiest time of your life. I think you'll so. you'll have nothing to do but yeah. read books and record podcasts. I'll have no money, be no stressed money. about getting a job. It'll yep. be thrilling. Your diet, <laughs> when you look back on it, is going to be like 79% beans somehow. Yeah. It's going to be really bad. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a lot of tacos that cost $1. <laughs> Kelsey McKinney, the third season of your show, Normal Gossip, just started this month. And since Ooh, the show la. has become popular, I sound like I'm asking Mr. Burns like a preloaded question. <laughs> since the show has become a runaway freight train of popularity... <laughs> I want to ask you, Scary. and I and I do. I, I am generally interested. Uh, has it gotten harder for you to sort through all the stories you get from listeners, both in terms of volume and veracity? Mm, yes and no. So we ask all of our listeners to submit submit every good gossip story that they have, and I would say that it's getting harder in that there are more submissions, but it's getting right, easier in that the listeners are sickos now, and so they have all kind of adopted the same tone and format that I use. So they will like structure the emails and be like, "Here's where you could ask like them what to do," and I'm like, "Oh, That's my does that job, annoy you? Thank you so much." Does, <laughs> no, does that I think annoy it's you? Cute. I think it's Some- cute. Sometimes I get fun bag questions asked in my style of writing. Yeah. Like there'll be all caps and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, only I get to do that. And it like freaks <laughs> me out. Like, oh shit, anyone can do my job. This sucks. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is my version of that is just people emailing me sometimes in the first line of it is, how you doing, Roth? And like caps. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to do is be like, great, man. Um, how are you? And I'm done. <laughs> like I'm off the clock at that point. <laughs> wow, I'm so happy for you. How yeah, are I'm you glad, doing, Rob? Kelsey? That this is like I think that sounds good though. That people are like catching the uh, the general energy of what you're doing and taking some of the I know laborious work of like turning somebody else's story into a script and like moving it's it 20 percent of the yeah. way down the track. That's good. Yeah, it's nice. It's cute that they like have adopted the style. I like it. Well, also, Funny. I I assume that it means your ability, like your fake dar is a bit more sharp if you get something that's sort of kind of yeah. like bullshit's a bit more obvious to you when you get it. Yeah, we got one. I feel like, well, it's it's often not bullshit. It's often like, oh, it's too good, right? Like it's mm. too clean. So I want to oh. make sure that it's real 
and not like someone just made up a story, right? It's like sometimes you see the like, am I the asshole posts and you're like, this is fake. Someone wrote this. Like, this is not real. It's too clean. Um, So we have a couple of those right now that we're like reporting for probably next season um, because I'm not sure if they're real or not. But if they are. I want to use them. <laughs> it's funny that you have to like scuff it up a little bit. I know. Just like make everybody a little bit less sympathetic or yeah. more sympathetic or whatever. But yeah, that is. I have been listening to uh, the episodes that are out and I heard one episode that isn't out yet because <gasps> I was subbing for Diana and doing yes, a very bad job service. in the uh, editing response one. Uh, it is amazing to me again this is rephrasing drew's runaway freight train monty burns question uh how <laughs> how fresh it still feels because i know that there's a ton of work that goes into this and i know mm. also that this is not you know your first rodeo with this at this oh. point and so at the at the risk of phrasing this annoyingly like uh how is your relationship to gossip right now oh. how would you describe that like are Thank you, you so much still I would say- having fun I would say my relationship to gossip currently is very stressed, um, <laughs> but soon I hope to be living in bliss again in that like we are, this is the one period of recording that is just like brutal because it's, I'm still writing scripts. We're recording, episodes are being edited, episodes are coming out and we're like doing promo for all sorts of stuff. So it's just like wearing 17 hats at all times, yeah. which, you know, is hot. Makes her yeah. head very hot. It yeah, must be really. so weird to do a podcast that involves work behind it. That's <laughs> this <crazy>. is work. <laughs> you do. Hey, work. can I say yeah. something really quickly? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. our the producer. Guy, oh, the guy that actually Eric does Silver. work on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's the guy who Hello, actually someone who does, who does work. work on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, that's all. I just wanted you to remember I'm here, and yes, it does take work. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Eric's like, hey, hey, I'm in the fucking room. All right, <laughs> I have to be like Drew. This guy is too obscure. Drew, this yeah. guy is just a dude. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but that's yeah. that's true. Like my work is like, oh, I gotta remember a guy. Oh, Vince Young. Sure, that's a guy. And then Eric will be like, no, no, you gotta try, you gotta try a little, a little fucking harder. Does that? <laughs> so I again, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going with the. Uh, with the puff piece bullshit, but go ahead. I'll, ask, I'll answer whatever you want. Ask something harder. Who how cares? have you ex- existentially handled success? Cause the show is, is very successful. Mm. Does it ever overwhelm you? Is it, is you it hard? Kind of a macro scale version of micro celebrity going on. Seems uh, like. I don't, I don't think it's really macro at all to okay. be honest. Um, but I, it's very strange because, you know, I think, uh, I was never the kind of person who was like, oh, my dream is to be like well known or to be famous. I was like, I simply wish to write my little blogs, my little stories, and I want to put them out into the world. And so I think the strangest part about it is that like I wrote a novel last year and I was like, oh, this will be like momentous. And then it was not. And then I was like, I'll do this podcast as a bit. And now it is momentous. And I'm like, <laughs> <Right>. oh, strange. <laughs> okay, yeah. interesting. So there's like kind of a weird transition mentally to go from like oh i am a writer to like i am a podcast host which is very they are the same but it is kind of a a shift mentally i guess does that answer your question i mean no i it would not surprise you to learn kelsey that ever since i was a child i actually dreamed of being rich and (laughs) that does not surprise me yeah (laughs) so so when i got to the well-known part of of this phase i was like yeah yeah people know who i am this let's say to my wife like people somebody recognize me you better recognize me too girl like that's so funny because i like 
I am having to learn how to, I know the two of you have a good amount of experience with like people coming up to you and being like, hello, I know who you are. Right. But because I, I listen to have, the podcast and like yes. that element of like, I would be friends with people that listen to this podcast, but I am yeah. not currently friends with them. I don't know them yet. Right. And I have never done this before. And so it's like, I'm kind of learning how to not be really fucking awkward about it because people are like, hi, I love your work. And I'm like, who are you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Help like, me out here, bud. What's what work are you talking about? The work that I like yeah. <laughs> thought I was gonna do, or the thing where I like talk to the novelist about a story right. that someone's done. Exactly. Yeah. But it's been I, I think it's been really fun because everyone who listens to the podcast is like um a little bitchy in a specific kind of way. And so they come <laughs> up and they're like, Hi, I know you. And I'm like, What do you what else do you know? Like what other what other shit do you know? What gossip do you have in your head? And they're like, here's this thing about this girl that I'm at the bar with. And I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I get people um apologizing like for their awkwardness. They'll be like, they'll be like, Drew, how's your back? It's so weird that I know that you have back problems, but I, like, oh. oh, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm the one who fucking wrote it. Like, I'm the one who has to Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> if, if I tell people that like I have irregular like bladder problems, like, and they ask me about my bladder. I gotta be ready for them to ask me about. Yeah. Are you pissing, player? You pissing yep. good? Yeah, you don't necessarily want that, but I was feeling what you were saying about the idea of like the thing that you think that you do or that yeah. you think you want to do, being like it's still a thing that you know is important to you and stuff. But that's, I mean, the version of that for me, less so with the the podcast. You know, mm -hmm. this is. I, you know, like it when people say hi, but doesn't really mean that much is that like realizing that I'm probably like better at Twitter than I am at writing. And that's like, <laughs> okay, that is go fucking, to jail. But that's <laughs> devastating, though, that like my legacy is like a few tweets. And that's fine. I've written some good posts, that I think are good, too. But it's like. The fucking thought that I had about Stephen A. Smith saying the words Crab Rangoon in 2014 <laughs> has far, far outpaced any other contribution that I will make to the culture, period. In a tweet that has a typo in it. No, It has a super, too. like, awful oh. copy error in it, which That's is fine. like, you didn't, you know what? It's fine. It's, it's fine. I never think about it. It doesn't bother me. You can't put in the newspaper that I'm mad. <laughs> you don't mad lie awake I'm not in mad. your bed at night. <laughs> yeah. About, about the going from a parentheses to a bracket for some yeah. reason. In there. You forgot to close the HTML tag at the end of I that did. tweet. And it's I, just <laughs> basically a, like I hit the check it out, y'all. But in a sort of <laughs> <laughs> syntactically. Uh, let me ask you uh, non-normal gossip shit. Okay. So that this whole podcast doesn't sound like a fucking ad, Kelsey. You it's not recently... like you need us either to boost this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She's she was dying for the distraction signal boost for her. Show yeah, this is like us five times like, the fucking so audience. Chris Pine, here. where can our listeners find you? <laughs> Kelsey, you recently moved to Philadelphia from DC, and in yes. the process, you switched allegiances. Oh yeah, from all DC pro sports teams, all Philly pro yes. sports teams. Since you've become an Eagles fan. Go birds. How many elderly people have you assaulted? Uh, at least five. I would oh, think, probably. It's a bit low. Have you been on top of a bus shelter yet, recreationally? Yeah, I'm still like learning. You know, there's a bit of a curve <laughs> to learning. You know, like to throw a right hook, it takes a little bit of time. Um, okay. To get good at it, but I'm hoping that this will be my year. Uh, it's funny because I. I feel like I've, so I wrote about this for the site when I first moved. I was like, I'm to announce to our readers, I am going to switch teams. Do not be mad at me. I'm doing it. Here's why. I was mad at um, you. 
And people are mad at me still. And it's very funny because everyone who's abandoning mad at me, the Nats. Yes. And everyone who's mad at me is a DC fan. And they're like, you abandoned your home team. And I'm like, I'm not from Washington, DC. Yeah. Like, I'm from Texas. When I moved to Washington, DC, I adopted your teams because I like to root for the home team. It is my my spiritual calling, I guess. And so it's so it's very funny. People are like, how dare you not root for the Nats anymore? And I'm like, right. I adopted that team too. Like I didn't grow up a Nats fan. <laughs> Did you grow up like a like a Cowboys fan or some shit? I grew up a Rangers fan, a Rangers fan and a Stars fan. Um, but we weren't an NFL household. You should still be fans of those teams. I'm sorry. Well, it's too late. They're gone. <laughs> you also had the weird experience of moving to Philadelphia at a time maybe unique in, I mean, there was the the championship mm-hmm. team in 08, where like the Phillies vibes are incredible. Like Listen, I have been that is this really almost never happens. Nobody listens to me. I am extremely good luck for a sports city. Yeah. While I lived in DC, the Nats won the World Series, the Mystics won twice, the Spirit won, then and the Caps won. Yeah. So only two teams were bad. <laughs> and I didn't like those two. So that's not my problem. <laughs> it's actually a remarkable achievement, too. To DC, though, is like that is like you're pushing your luck. Like you're moving to progressively more and more difficult and accursed sports. Like if the Sixers <laughs> yeah. win a championship Next, this I'll year. Move to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. You should just start taking bids and just be like, I will come to your town and adopt your team for $1 million. Yeah. Buy me a house. <laughs> I'll move to Phoenix. <laughs> if we go by Kelsey's current pace, though, what's going to happen is that the Sixers will make it to the finals <laughs> and then, lose. And then <laughs> fucking lose. Yeah. Like that yeah. is what will happen. Yeah, She's only true. one person. She can only do I can so only much. Do so much. I'm really Roth, doing my best. <laughs> uh, you and I didn't record a podcast last week, so I think we have to talk about all the shit we missed since we have Kelsey here. So oh, great. One of the things that I want to talk about was the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, who traded for Kyrie Irving uh, midseason to give themselves a championship mm-hmm. boost. It did not work out to the point where they outright tanked their final game of the season to protect a draft pick because they had a top 10 lottery protected pick if they had go- made the play-in tournament and been out of the lottery they would not have had that pick protected so they deliberately sat a million players including Kyrie Irving they sat mm-hmm. Luka Doncic after I don't know a quarter or two it was a yeah. quarter and a few seconds on Slovenian heritage night right oh, so, that's right yeah, that's really it's dark special you know, day. You, know yeah. you know how offensive that is to me as a Slovenian it is yeah. so Awful. You were saying a lot of words that had C's and J's right next yep. to each other before we started recording that mm-hmm. sounded very I was like bizich, 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 bizich. I was Don't so talk mad. Like that. Don't you know I get upset when you say things like Kelsey, that? were you appalled by the Mavs uh very flagrant tanking effort? Or are you of the mind that it's really no different from any other form of NBA tanking, such as when mm. the uh, the Trailblazers shut down Dame Lillard well before the season was over? Mm, good question. My opinion is I don't understand. I think that draft picks are overvalued, <laughs> like, yeah. which is maybe wrong. But I think that every team is always like, oh, we have to secure this lottery spot. We have to do this thing so that we can have these like six guys who may or may not develop into major league players. And I'm yeah. like, maybe don't do that. Right. You could point to the Rockets as having done an amazing job taking care of never getting rid of any of the lottery picks they have. And look what's happening. Yeah, that team (laughs) is like one of those like Walter Hill movies from the 70s where a bunch of men are chasing each other around a factory with hatchets. It sucks. And they're a bad basketball team. Like it is 
so yeah, I it's think kind that, of that is funny true. though. So I guess yes. for the yeah. bit, it's fine. Can't say it's a total failure. Because <laughs> the flip side of that is a team like the Timberwolves that trades a billion first round picks just so that Rudy Gobert can punch a fucking teammate like <laughs> with a TV camera watching it. Yeah. And like, so I can't tell whether these teams really care about their draft picks when they go ahead and they trade when they're like, when they're like, can we trade like all of our draft first rounders through like 2037 and the collective bargaining agreement's like, no, you can't do that. You so keep one. I don't know yeah. how these people value their draft. Certainly they don't do it in the way, in the consistent way that the NFL does. So I'm, yeah. I'm really at a loss, Kelsey, as to when they should tank, how they should tank, what they're tanking for, all of that yeah. shit. I don't know. I'm not opposed to tanking, but I think it should be funnier, just in my yeah. opinion. Like, I think you should tank in a more creative way. Do something funnier. The, just sitting all your star players, that's not funny. Make them run backwards. Why not? Yeah. There's no rule against it. it. <laughs> it's also disrespectful in some ways that, like, the whole argument, and the Mavs did tank embarrassingly in, like, throwing yes. that game. is like the league has gotten mad at them for that. It's also kind of insulting in some ways because at some point you're playing guys that are already on your roster yes. and the league <laughs> has to basically step forward and be like, there's no way that you would be playing these guys if you were trying to win with all due respect, <laughs> no right. disrespect intended. With of all, course, with all due respect to these professional athletes, professional they are athletes not good. <laughs> who like play in all your regular games. They're just playing so much in this one that we know you're not trying to win it. Aww. Like it's just, ugh, it's mean. That they won mean. some games when they were trying to tank as That's did the beautiful. Blazers. Yeah, that's, that's always a joy. I was, I was actually, I didn't like the Mavericks one, not because of, you know, not because I found it to be a stupendous outlier in terms of tanking, because like the, the Sixers exist yeah. because of tanking, right? But I did think about, I did think about like Jason Kidd at the presser having to explain it to the press and Jason Kidd didn't want to have to do that. Yeah. And if I was a player on the Mavericks and I got to the 82nd, like we were trying all the way through 81 games and you get to the 82nd game and it's like, no, actually we're going to lose this one and you're not going to be in the playoffs at all. Like that team didn't have a lot of good chemistry to it. And maybe they were hoping that they wouldn't have to play together ever again. But if I was a professional athlete and just a professional human being, to yeah. have that pulled out from under me at the very last second, I would not be pleased. I'd be pissed. I also, just like the playoffs of any sport are like a rogue land where anything can happen. Like yeah. you never yeah. – I mean, why did the Philadelphia Phillies go to the World Series? Genuinely, that team was not good enough to be there. And yet no, they like did it. were barely good enough to be in the playoffs. In yeah, the through place, yeah. some kind of magic of maybe kissing, I'm not sure, they got <laughs> that far. And it's like you just sometimes get in a groove in the playoffs. And so it kind of sucks to like – I would be mad if I was a player to have the yeah. chance to like make some magic by accident taken away. Yeah. And I think that's the, like, knowing that you have that chance, you know, yeah. one way or another. And obviously, like, the Mavs didn't. But yeah. also, like, it was a different thing. They're not undermanned. They just didn't like yeah. each other, and they forgot how to play defense. Like, it's the sort of thing where all kinds of, they went to the fucking Western Conference Finals last year. Like, they were better, but they weren't mm -hmm. that different. Yeah. You know, like, any of this stuff could happen again. The other thing you is you're know. fucking you're fucking with players' money because you're talking about contract yep. incentives that might kick in if you make the playoffs. You're talking about... If I am not, you know, if I'm someone else on the Mavs who isn't Irving or Doncic, yeah. and I get to the playoffs and I make an impression, yeah. well, all of a sudden I'm Jalen Brunson. All of a sudden yeah. I'm getting a big fucking contract. Yeah. I don't get that spotlight now. Now that you deliberately said, no, we don't want to be part of this. Like, 
that's different to me than like fucking North Carolina saying, you know what, we're not going to play in the NIT. It's small potatoes for us because we didn't make the N- the NCAA tournament, so we don't want to. Like that's different. This is like this has genuine like consequences for the players it involved is kind of down the line. Funny to imagine a version of just like workers rights where players just usurp the coach like where the coach is like we're gonna tank and they're actually like no we won't be doing that we're not gonna sit like you can't what's he gonna do drag him off the court like yeah (laughs) too small it definitely wound up yes you got to hit him with the too small at that point you're not gonna do it (laughs) he is (laughs) yeah i mean this is the mavericks are a, a, a unique case to me because like they really needed to stop playing basketball. Like it was a different sort of thing. Like there's definitely times where this is like a bummer or you see a team tanking, you know, without any apparent end in sight beyond like accumulating these assets. And then, you know, somebody else will get to build the team. But like the Mavs needed to fucking stop. Like it was, and they're also in this uniquely weird spot where having traded for Kyrie and not having traded Mm -hmm. that that much for him, but having traded a a decent amount for a guy that was on an expiring deal, they kind of have to sign him now to save face, which means that they are consenting to basically have this experience again. Again, yeah. This experience that they just like mercy killed a season because it was so sad that now they have to just run it back. But yeah. like maybe over the course of eighty odd games, they also they've had a, they've had a lot of odd drama just throughout this run, centering around Doncic, but also they had Harlebos, they had Harlebob, mm. oh, like the, yeah. the gambling dude running the front office, and then they shoved him out because he yeah. wasn't getting along with Luca, and then Luca's got some weird shit going on with like his mom or something like that. So like, there's just always, and also. That team had like a lot of shit baggery going on in their front office too. And yeah. presumably yeah. they still do. I don't think that they're like better. Yeah. So like the Mavericks are like, because the commanders still exist, like other teams tend to get a bit of a more of a pass because of like a bit for their fuckery, because I'm just so laser focused on Dan Snyder being a fucking <laughs> asshole that I can't like, yeah. I can't think about anything else. But like Cubes has a lot to fucking answer for. And this team just keeps fucking about and like just having shitty shitty energy to it every season may i make a suggestion on how to fix them this is an idea that i came up with on the radio this morning so you know it's good i'm excited okay (laughs) there's so they had a lot of problems playing defense this year gave up a lot of easy layups down the stretch which is just like an embarrassing thing for a team to do also obviously there's the vibe issues we've gone over that however there is a defensive stopper that i think could become available oh, no. <laughs> and a best in class defensive stopper no. values never been lower that's I true think that maybe you could even get the team that has him to attach a first round pick in a deal if you're willing to take on the rest of rudy gobert's salary <laughs> And plug him right into the middle of that Mavericks lineup. What do you think? I'll I'll hang up and listen. Thanks very much. Roth, may I amend that to say there is a second defensive stopper they could get, too, in addition to Gobert, a guy who is legendary for his defense. He cannot shoot the ball. He doesn't like shooting the ball. In fact, he's afraid of the ball entirely. Good. All right. Good. We're building a super team. But but when other people have the ball, he gets very feisty. And so maybe, maybe that fella, like he's a guard, but he's not really a guard because he's like Mm. six foot 90. So a lot of ways he can play the five defend any position. Mm -hmm. So Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, and I don't want to say Jalen Green. Who, who I think that's that? an exciting uh that's an exciting team there. I 
am a firm believer in it's really vibes. Bait. <laughs> You're doing really well. That was a straight Thanks. face Appreciate for it. sure. It was, um, it was well done. I'm a firm believer in a vibes-based team in general. And the entire vibes of the Dallas Mavericks is like when you go on vacation and no one planned lunch and now it's like 4 p.m. <laughs> yep. and everyone's got a really grumpy yes. and has a headache. And so my idea for them is snacks. Like perhaps <laughs> if you provided people with snacks, um, really good ones, you could solve this problem. <laughs> yep. That's just some roasted nuts. Instead yeah, of exactly. having the vibe of everyone's at Qdoba <laughs> at 4.40 p.m. with a headache. Yeah, that's yeah. That was not A little want. elotes in a cup maybe could oh, solve this terrific. problem. It's got a little sassy spritz of lime. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey, I just had that that classic dilemma with my family on vacation. Uh, that's where a it's rough. Like, where it's like, oh, we don't need a reservation. We'll just find a place to eat. There's no. a million There's Ugh. a million restaurants in this city. We'll walk around. We'll we'll find something, and then you're walking around at like six o'clock, and you can't get a fucking table yeah. anywhere. And you're this like, is- oh fucking. The kids are like, I'm hungry, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh no. I'm um I'm a Virgo. Whether you believe in astrology or not is irrelevant. A thing you should know about me is, were I invited on this on this vacation, I would have made reservations for us anyway. Even though everyone would have been like, we'll just find a place. I would have been like, I've made, I've made a reservation because this is not, I cannot do this. I will die of hunger. You know what? We have to take a break. We're going to come back and talk more sports with Kelsey McKinney of Normal Gossip. So we'll take a break. Before we do, I just wanted to note that this episode, it's sponsored by LionShare, the first wildlife sharing app. Rent lions, giraffes, tigers, and even certain endangered species right from your phone. LionShare is the perfect app for your kid's birthday party or for the times where you just want to kick it with a white rhino. Don't wait, wait. Oh, Download LionShare today. Oh <laughs> we'll be right guy. back. We are sponsored today by Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make world-class cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three unique cocktail recipes, all developed by award-winning mixologists right here in Brooklyn, New York. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home, which should not be consumed consecutively. This is a cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails and level up your home bartending skills. If you've ever wondered how mixologists manage to create such incredible drinks as I have, this is worth trying out. Order just one box or treat yourself to a monthly subscription. You can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash distraction. That is $20 off at shakerandspoon.com slash distraction. And we're back with Kelsey McKinney. Kelsey, while you're here, the NBA playoffs begin this week. And we we know fuck all about the field. And, mm-hmm. But we it behooves us to do a very quick, he just get to this field oh, to see which teams we actually would like uh, to prevail. So can I super, super fucking fast. We'll go okay. through both sides of the bracket. So Great. I'm just going to, Kelsey, I'm just going to list the teams in each conference and then you tell me which one you want from the conference and then okay. we'll you do likewise. All right. So we'll start with the West. All right. Uh-huh. By the time this posts, the play-in tournament will be over, but <gasps> that's not my problem. Yep. We're going to go, <laughs> I'm going down by, by seed here. We got, okay. Starting in the West, we have the one seed, the Nuggets. Two is the Grizzlies. Three is the Sacramento Kings. What? 
Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers, Golden State Warriors, the defending champions. Uh, the seventh seed will come out of the Lakers versus the Timberwolves in the play-in. And then the other side of it, the 9-10, that will be the Pelicans and the Thunder. Brutal. Mm-hmm. That's a brutal little play-in game. All right. Who uh, who would you be rooting for among that uh, those 10 wonderful organizations? Ten teams. Um, Not the Mavericks. Asking. No Mavericks in there. I no will be Mavericks. taking We've the Kings on account of me being a supportive colleague. Um, yeah. And Patrick also, Redford. I think it would be really funny if they won. So I'll be taking the Kings. Thank you. Yeah. Patrick would be I, eating a gigantic Vidalia onion with a knife and fork. I just, I think he's going to lose it if they win yeah. in a way that will be really fun. He's so. kept it together. So Patrick Redford, just to get those who do not know up to speed, uh, Sacramento's own, our, our uh, frequent guest and Lady co-worker Bird Levin. Defector. Lady loves Ladybird. It was actually inspired by true events in his life. Yep. <laughs> uh, his mother is Lori Metcalf, um, IRL. But he, he's also <laughs> nepo baby. <laughs> so he's been following the Kings his whole life. He's basically the right age where he sort of remembers the team that was like the Rick Adelman teams that were good, but otherwise has just been watching garbage forever until this team comes out of nowhere and is magical and delightful and plays no defense, but still wins more than they lose. He's been going to games, but he's been getting like credentials and stuff. So he's been putting himself in positions where he couldn't possibly paint his face purple. Like yeah. he can't be weird in the contexts that he's been in. And yeah. I think that's really smart. And I hope that goes on for him for a while because these tickets are very expensive to come by. I do think if the Kings came out of the West, he would go insane. Yeah, it could be fun for us. Are you also taking the Kings then or will you be taking a different team? I like the Kings again, also, you know, in terms of uh supportive coworker behavior, I, when they're good, I also really like the Nuggets. I think they're mm. great fun to watch. The teams that are at the top of the West right now seem more vulnerable to me than they probably are, whereas teams like the Warriors and even to some extent the Lakers seem to have more momentum. Yeah. I'm very curious about what the, the Suns are going to look like with Kevin Durant because mm-hmm. that's sort of the same type of situation as uh, you know Kyrie getting grafted onto the Mavs when they're flailing, yeah. except for Durant is much, much better. And but fragile. Really has barely played there because yeah. he's been hurt. And mm-hmm. but that's a, a very good roster to just like drop a Hall of Fame, you know, top three active yeah. living human athlete onto. And so I have no idea where that will go, but I'm I whatever. The playoffs are gonna be fun. The NBA is good right now. I just I feel bad uh about the fact that the teams that are the funnest, I think, in the West, which to me are uh the Nugs and the Kings. I guess to a lesser extent, the Grizzlies are all a little wobbly right now, yeah. either due to injuries or just due to sort of figuring some uh, internal shit out. And so, mm-hmm. like, it's weird. It's nice not knowing, but it's also weird not to be able to point at a Goliath there. Well, to me, I would have I would have easily picked the Grizzlies. That would have been my choice. But like, I am now, you know, I have to deal with you know credible reports that John Morant might be a kind of a shit bag and so i'm yeah. like it tempers it a bit because you know they were a fucking blast to watch a year ago if they if i yeah. had won the title i would have been because um, the crowd is the best in in the sport and all that stuff so i think i as we are speaking i'm talking myself back into the grizzlies i i want to say the kings too because according to patrick right they they score a lot and they never play any defense yeah right? no yeah, they're that's, wild that's my kind of team and also the beam thing like I heard the like beam. the beam so many times in our company Slack. I was like, well, what the fuck is this? And then I finally saw like a photo of the beam and I was like, oh, that fucking rocks. I like <laughs> yeah. that. 
That is cool as shit. Can so I shut like, up? Just on the beam alone. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Roth. No, just going back to the beam. This is not going to be a long interruption. When we had uh, Rohan on a little while back. Yes. He <laughs> asked, and I think that we both were just kind of didn't really respond to this question with the seriousness that it deserves. We were talking about the beam and he said, do you think that anyone has ever tried to put the beam up their butt? And I think that's just a really wonderful thought to have. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were both sort of like, I don't know how you do that, man. Like it's just light. It's just, you know what I would, you know what I would do? (laughs) You know what I would do Roth? I, instead of putting up my ass, I would try to do, do you, are you the sort of person? You know, I know you're not the sort of person. Hmm. I am the sort of person. Where are we going? Okay, I can't if I wait see, to hear where this is going. <laughs> if I see a projection, if I see projected light of any sort, I will automatically make the dog shadow. Oh yeah, puppet. you want to do the alligator oh, yeah. in front of it? I will absolutely yeah. do that. I want to do that with the beard. No, like, like, like the the next thing would be like, oh, I take out my dick and balls and see, like, you know, <laughs> make it reflect up in the sky. But like, really, I just want to do a simple. A simple hand puppet. They otherwise, call that one the bat signal. Otherwise, yeah. in the West, like I'm still probably rooting for like the Warriors because I don't want the Celtics to win anything. So I need to make yeah. I need to be confident that whoever wins the West mm. is going to stand a chance against the team that comes out of the East. To that end, Kelsey, here yeah. is your Eastern Conference playoff field. You got to tell me your your favorite. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, you dirty, yep. filthy. Sc- All right, Roth. Forces beyond you- anyone's comprehension are at work making Kelsey's dream come true. Roth, right now. you get to you get to pick then, Roth, because here are your top here are your top ten teams. It's the Bucks. They're the one seed. Then the Celtics. Uh, then the 76ers, Sixers. Uh, then the Cavs. The four seed Cleveland Cavaliers. Holy shit! And what? then the Knicks. America's sweethearts. The New York Knicks. And then the Brooklyn Nets. Who? Don't have anybody anymore, but are somehow the sixth seed. That can't be good. Uh, seventh seed is the Heat. Eighth seed is the Hawks. Ninth seed is the Raptors. And the tenth seed is the Bulls. Hey, by the way, before we do this, why do the nine and ten seed play each other in the seven and eight seed? Shouldn't the shouldn't the seven seed one play the ten seed and the eight seed play the no, nine? No, the nine and the ten seed are playing for the rights to the eighth seed. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so it would make oh, more so, sense yeah. for that. Oh, okay. So it only says nine and ten. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean nine and ten. Can oh, I, I before I make um, my suggestions, Kelsey, do you want to um elaborate upon just saying Sixers while Drew is still saying no, the don't Eastern let her. Conference? Or do don't you? Let- oh, well, the only thing I would like to say about just saying Sixers is that basketball is by far my worst sport. Like I am still learning. I'm more mm-hmm. of a WNBA girly than an NBA girly. Um, so I'm still learning about the NBA. Um, which means I have not watched a ton of Sixers games and the games I have watched are not, they uh, didn't seem that good in them. <laughs> and then everyone around me at the bar where I always am are talking about what a shit fucking team the Sixers are. So I was like, oh, the Sixers are, they suck. Like what a terrible team. And so recently I was like, oh, the NBA playoffs are coming up. Like, let me see who's going. And so I like looked up the standings and I was like, wait a fucking second. The Sixers are going to the playoffs. The worst team in the NBA. The Sixers have like 50 odd wins. You got the full Philly fan experience right there. Yeah. So then I had to go into the basketball sickos channel and be like, excuse me, are the Sixers good? <laughs> like, what's happening? Yep. No, <laughs> and it's everyone a- was like, you got conned by vibes. And I was yep. like, well, everyone says they suck. So. It's the magic of Philadelphia right <laughs> yeah. there. Because they're they're really good. Like, yeah. Embiid right now is the best basketball player on earth. He will win mind. MVP. I think he should win MVP. I think, well, there's a bunch of guys that could or should win MVP. Absolutely. Uh, 
it's yeah. audio medium. But yep. But no, you could. I think it came I, yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, okay. and she definitely, she definitely was. I just want to confirm that. She's yeah. Not, good. Thank I'm you. bullshitting you because she knows you can't see her. <laughs> uh, the the Sixers are very good. Um, I think the Bucks are the team there. Mm. Just and I think that there's a chance that you know if Chris Middleton is is right, then they're insanely good. Yeah. But. The Celtics are annoyingly very good and like also annoyingly close to full health, given how well I guess that depends on how well like Jalen Brown has a weird cut on his hand. So depending on how that heals, I guess, uh, which is, you know, it's basketball. You got to use your hands. They can't have too many cuts on them. It was a street. It was like a sprucing up the house type thing. It was definitely not. That'll uh, happen to you. He was drunk. (laughs) I need to say, oh, Eric Silver's joining us. All right. Say it. I need to pause at this because uh, Kelsey, honestly, you're really good at sniffing out bullshit stories. Oh, okay, great. Jalen Brown said that he was was gardening and he dropped a glass vase was picking up the glass and sliced his hand drunk bullshit drunk 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 wow um, they're always, they're always yeah, drunk. nobody thinks That's that jalen brown's got a green thumb <laughs> i think it's possible that he sliced his hand in another way when he was not drunk um but famously there have been many celebrities everyone read my mind who have had injuries where they fell and something happened to their finger and i am like "Mm, i don't know i don't know about uh, that but we're not talking about jimmy you know we don't want to talk about jimmy roth do you remember uh you remember (laughs) brian greasy getting drunk and tripping over his own fucking dog and injuring himself no that's amazing i was that's hilarious i was gonna say my go-to for that that's relatable to me (laughs) Jeff, jeff kent saying that he hurt himself cleaning his own motorcycle like washing his motorcycle and then it turns out that he was doing like jet ski tricks with the homies or something it was just like the dumbest was jeff can't wait to hurt yourself Uh, it's totally possible that he wasn't drunk but like there are a million ways you can slice your hand that are far more embarrassing yes and i believe it is more embarrassing i just don't understand why he chose something that was so so specific or something that was on murder she wrote when he is purported the (laughs) coolest man ever created yeah. His, his agent gave it to him. His agent's like, look, we're gonna get our story straight. Here's what happened. Here's your Here's- options. Either you were washing Jeff Kent's motorcycle for him, which I think is worse. <laughs> or yeah, this it does have a I mean the Celtics are like, which of these hobbies do you have? Gardening, car cooking, pick. Yep. <laughs> I was reverse searing a duck breast and yeah. Roth, my my Eastern Conference team is of course going to be the Knicks, but this is so. This has been the case for the past few years, where instead of the Knicks being a hilarious laughing stock that doesn't ever, that can't even get like a decent draft pick, it's like they get into the playoffs and they're they're a mid level seed, and it's like, hey, you know what? They might have a chance, and then they don't. They fuck they're up. a Tibbs team now, so which is what? like for good and bad. That means they're in the playoffs every year, but yeah. it is, yeah. They're so playing at 105% of their potential and everybody's exhausted. So right. yeah, there's limits there. Okay. I think. So I should not I should not have my hopes up for this Knicks team any more than I have the previous two Knicks no, teams. No, they're better. Uh I think they're better. I think that the Is that because Bruns- of Brunson? Yeah. Okay. To me. And I just think it's like there's more of a like sort of full complement of guys. It's not dependent upon, you know, Julius Randle playing out of his mind or whatever. I mean, they still need him to play out of his mind, but they're a better team. I think, you know, the middle of the Eastern Conference is actually pretty full of spunky teams. I don't think that, like, the Cavs or the Knicks are going to come out of that. 
but they're both actually like kind of cool and admirable, which if you remember what the Eastern Conference is usually like when it's like <laughs> the Hawks are there and you're just sort of like, yeah. I don't think I like basketball anymore. Oh. Actually, like I, maybe I'm more of a <laughs> more of a hockey person. Like it's nice to like have there be like the even the you know sort of kludgy middle of the shitty conferences that got some cool teams in it. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Sixers aside, Kelsey, do you have yeah. any other uh, Eastern Conference teams that you enjoy? Mm. Could you handle no. a Cavs team that doesn't have LeBron on it? Is that weird to you? Because it's weird to me. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Um, Donovan yeah, the Mitchell's only other team cool I like in the though. NBA is the Clippers, and it's just because I think their jerseys are cool. I think yeah. they have sick jerseys now, and I would like so to see I them adopted. do well because I think it would be funny if they yeah. beat the Lakers. I adopted the Clips when I was in college because I'm you? a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's right. We were in California. <laughs> yeah, I was in Southern California, and I, I couldn't get New Jersey Nets games. And I was Aww, like, what is, the, what is the worst what shit pity. that you have? Fuck me up. <laughs> what basketball team would make me the maddest? <laughs> What's the basketball like, equivalent of the Mets here? <laughs> yeah, and they were like, well, we have actually a New Jersey Nets of our own. Um, the they Clippers. play at the sports arena. <laughs> They're owned by a bigot who looks like a milk dud that you left on the <laughs> dashboard of a hot car. And they uh, lose all the time. I I loved them, but they <laughs> stunk. Those were the like sort of late '90s uh, Clips teams. I remember Bill Walton would do their games on KCAL and just make fun of the players on the team during the game. Like, I think I've talked about this on there, uh, but one of the I think the funniest thing that I've seen watching a sporting event is watching uh, Pete Chilcutt take free throws for the clips in a game they were losing by like 18 points oh, to no. somebody and he could have been anybody and he was at the line and his like season average is like three and a half points and three and a Sick. half rebounds and Walton just in the way that Bill Walton is never deadpanning that like everything is just like the mm -hmm. voice of Moses it was like as you can see special numbers for Chile but they don't sum up the impact he has on this team a special player and then he like <laughs> missed a free throw and I was like you son of a bitch <laughs> like it was like oh, he was okay. in the room with me being like go outside you're in college don't watch this <laughs> Uh, time for our guy of the week. Every week we remember an athlete of yours, not a Hall of Famer necessarily, but just a guy who makes you think, hey, I remember that guy. In honor of you, Kelsey McKinney. Oh, no. A UT fan girl. Your yeah, guy of the week. It's Roy Williams, the Texas oh. one, not the Oklahoma one. You remember that guy, Kelsey? Yes, I do. Not, vaguely. Not only did he play college at Texas, he ended up playing NFL football in Texas. He and sure did. Who doesn't want that? Did you yeah. like Roy Williams uh, as a Longhorn? And did you like him as a pro? Because he was a quite a notorious flop as a pro. So I and I grew up. So my parents were both Auburn fans. So I grew up an Auburn fan. So Our I Eagles. was. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So I was against the Texas team until I went there. Ooh, so while okay. I respected Roy Williams, I did not uh, um, uh, adopt him as my own child until mm. the ripe age of 18. Okay. When you're legally allowed to adopt people. Yes. So <laughs> Just take them under your wing as a yeah. mentor. Yeah. Like I exactly. think Cadillac Williams is ready to He's run ready. free. He doesn't need me anymore. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Roy Williams as a lion. He was fantasy ownable. He had his moments. He just was not a good cowboy, I don't think. You know what it was? He had the he had the stain of being a Matt Millen draft pick. And so yeah. I remember oh. him as being worse than he was, you know. So it was, yeah, like, he was like probably Matt Millen's best draft pick. Yeah. Cause like Did Millen pick Calvin Johnson? Maybe. But no, he did not. Oh, did okay. he? No, wait. 
Oh, you know what? I think he did. I think he did. He didn't pick Matthew Stafford. Martin Mayhew picked Matthew Stafford. I remember that. So I think Calvin Johnson might have been like one of Matt Millen's last draft picks, but no one's going to give Matt Millen a yeah. Like congratulations on like the guy that's named after a transformer. You did not fuck up that pick. He really is like a sort of mecha creature. It was funny because Roy Williams, the pro, as a pro, he was the kind of receiver who would get exactly a thousand yards in a season. So like he'd be productive, but not productive enough for you to be like, wow. He's great. And then of course, and they're like he was he was rumored to have like some attitude problems because every wide out who doesn't produce gets tagged with that. And so of course he ended up a Dallas Cowboy. That's what yeah. every yeah. that's what every Malcolm Jerry can fix him. I yep. do feel like all the wide receivers at Texas since Roy Williams have been like smaller guys in general. Like they haven't been able to just like push a person over, which Roy Williams was very good at. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't seen like I was looking at Texas's all time receiving leaders. Don't He's look at the that. leader. Don't like, look at that. <laughs> like, how is that possible? How did they? Because how did they? They're a just... bad team, Drew. They're always bad. <laughs> I was just I surprised. Think, so, I, it's weird that that's like you'd think that that would be philosophically as a bad team that they would go out and get tall dudes who can jump over people and catch the ball just because it has a kind of a like you know they, like bull horns on the front of your Cadillac sort of aesthetic energy about it. And but yet, that would require you to have a good quarterback that could throw right, to right. them. Like yes. many Texas wide receivers go to the NFL and do very well because they are good. Do but, they? You know some of them. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it actually kind of makes sense in like sort of the same way that Michigan would have these like super athlete exactly. wide receivers, but then it would yeah. just be whatever Shea Patterson throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, you but know. it's like, oh, it's Colt McCoy's brother. <laughs> right. Did he, did you catch it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, that's tough. Like how many bounces did it take before yeah. it got to mm-hmm. you? Oh, it was behind you by five yards? That's yeah. not I, your fault, really. <laughs> I do have to dispute, uh, the many you're I knew you were looking up you had that far away look okay, on his a eyes. A few of them. Listen, listen. The team's not good. <laughs> we're talking about like Limus Swede and shit like that. Like we're we're not we're not there's no uh there's no Justin Jefferson coming out of Texas. Oh you're no, like, absolutely not. I didn't say great. I'm excited to <laughs> said good. talk about Limus Swede. Let's open up the fun bag. These are real questions from defector readers and distraction listeners. I swear to God I did not plant this, Kelsey. I don't believe you. Someone emailed it. This week, they didn't even know you were coming on. This is Chris. He said, I've lived in the Philadelphia area for the past decade, first in the burbs and now in the city. I love almost everything about living here, and it was easy to make the switch to embrace the home teams, except for the Eagles. Wrong. Even though I grew up in Michigan, I was born in Texas, and a large part of my family is still there. So naturally, I grew up cheering for the one team Philadelphians hate more than they love their own teams. Mm. But because Jerry Jones is a piece of shit, and I find that I have no connection to Dallas outside of my lifelong Cowboys fandom, I've been considering finally making the switch and fully embracing the Philadelphia lifestyle. Jeffrey Lurie has plenty of skeletons in his closet, but he seems like a halfway decent person. And I I wouldn't hate myself for buying and rocking gear for the team he owns, which is something I cannot say for Jerry. Do you think I can make the switch and look at myself in the mirror? Should he become an Eagles fan even though he was a Cowboys fan? I do it every day. <laughs> so I, and I love what it. I see. Baby. I love it. Yeah. Um, realistically, the thing is like, I understand. I don't like fully understand the Cowboys obsession on account of me not watching pro football as a child. But I think that you have to choose the team that is fun to cheer for, for you, which is why I'm like, I think sometimes that's the team you grew up with. And sometimes that's the team that's closest to you. And like, 
it is extremely fun to cheer for the Eagles, like even when they are bad. It is fun. And if you live here, you can't cheer for the Cowboys because you will be punched in the face. So I would consider switching. Um, Also, one thing that I was really happy to learn, which I know Dan McQuaid will um, hate me for saying this, but one thing I was very happy to learn as a college football convert is that the Eagles have a song that you get to sing after they win, after they score a touchdown, which is very college football behavior. Um, And it's very fun. So I, I recommend it. It's a good song to like, honestly, I say this as somebody who does not like the Eagles, but like having that kind of like jazzy Gerald Ford era type of beat going is like solid. I went to a bar for the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, There was a man probably my age, maybe a little younger, right? Like late 20s um, with a trombone that he had brought so that he could play the Fly Eagles Fly song um, when they scored. And did the trombone have any... Did the trombone have any rust on it of any sort? No, no, it was like a nice trombone. And then someone went home and brought another trombone. And so then there were two trombones at the bar. Wow. Ah, Dueling trombones. That's the dream right there. It's like no other city in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Greatest city in the world, baby. (laughs) Two trombones at the bar. I would like to note that there is another NFC team, NFC East team that has a fight song. So, you know. I don't, don't talk about that song. Can't that song that. is not good. <laughs> we can't, we don't talk about it. We don't They sing. They rewrote it. They rewrote it's it for so, the commanders. They rewrote and, it to make it worse. Of yeah. course they did. It's not catchy. Of course they fucking did. One more. This is from Albert, not Bernico. I'm 30 oh. now, Albert writes, and I'm getting into a bunch of things that will get me outdoors more often, like oh. running, mountain biking, hiking, and rock climbing. These are all relatively normal things to get into in your 30s, but since I've been a fan of BMX since I was a kid, I've also started looking about how one could go about getting into BMX racing at my age. I'd be in the novice classification of the 28 to 35 age group, but I live in Brooklyn without a car, and the closest tracks to me are more than an hour drive into New Jersey or Long Island. So that'll remain just a daydream for the time being, but it got me thinking, what is the silliest sport that someone could get into in their 30s, recreationally or competitively, Kelsey? Ooh. I like that. I like this um, premise of like I would like a new hobby, and so I'm considering a deranged sport. Yeah, like I think hard that that's, and dangerous. Right, you're like, not like I, think, I would like a new hobby. I'm going to learn to play electric guitar. You're like I would like a new hobby. I'm going to get a BMX bike, um, which rules. Uh, I'm thinking drag racing. I'm also thinking um, what's the skiing one where they jump off the really big jump. Ski jumping, ski jumping. ski jumping. That was actually yep. where I think my mind that went. would be the worst one personally that you could get into in your 30s. There's no oh, way wait. you have the ankle flexibility. Not for not that. the <laughs> not the worst one. The silliest one. Oh, the question was mm. the silliest one. What would be the most ludicrous one you could take up? I want to. By think the way, a little more ski ski jumping would be rather. If you're like, yeah, it is pretty all, ludicrous. All of a sudden, if you're like, you're like, oh, I've decided I'm a ski jumper. That would be. That'd be pretty so jumping funny. is incredible because I don't know how do you even do that as a beginner. I don't know. Like we like your first ski. I'm assuming a it's a little you, jump or something. But you it's go like, into water or oh, or really? into a, a really big pit? foam pit. <laughs> yeah, see that actually sounds cool. I would that just do fun. that. <laughs> like a a stack of old fucking beauty rest mattresses. Hell yeah, like yeah. That, <laughs> that have like mildew and shit in the springs and all that. I. Yeah. Uh, I kind of think that your 30s are already set up for you to go into silly sports. Like, how many fucking 30-year-olds do you know that are, like, super serious about, like, Ultimate? Like, Oh, yeah. You Like, like it's fun to play Ultimate, but you look pretty fucking stupid being like, yeah, all right. Also, like I, I, as, a, as an old person, 30 is pretty young. 
Like you could still do stuff with your body. Oh yeah, that's the other thing is I'm 46. <laughs> Fuck you if you think you're old. Like to do thinking. like 40. Like if I were if you were turning 40 and you were like I'm doing like slam ball. I've always wanted to do it. And <laughs> this is my big chance. Like, you'll die. You'll fold in half. They're bringing it back, right? I know. That was one of the Very things strongly. that happened while we were away. No, you know what it is? It's roller derby. Oh. Yeah. To, like, get a persona yeah. at 30 yeah. and also to... it's That's fist fighting. It's just fist fighting on <laughs> yep. skates. Like, I, that... I, I, that's like it. it for also me, coming in as a novice too, like being like, I'm not, not a great roller skate. skater. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, I came up with a punny name for myself. Like it's basically a drag name, yeah. except for like, I want you to hit me yeah. while I skate Harder. in circles yeah. the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a strong swimmer. Yeah. Uh, Eric Silver is our producer. Brandon Grugel is our editor. Our theme song is by Kirk Hamilton. Ads and production services are by Multitude. And you can subscribe to Defector.com right now. Just go to Defector and hit that subscribe button. You can also email us at distraction at Defector.com. You can call us at 909-726-3720 and you can leave a message. That's 909-PANERA-0. Kelsey, bring us home with some normal gossip plugs, including your tour. We hear you're going to go on tour, goddammit. Sure are. It's going to be a whole thing. Um, We're getting glow sticks, which... Drew's been to our oh yeah. Before. I've also um, been to a glow stick. Yeah, yeah, you've both been to glow stick shows. Event. So I think I remember. Like it. I remember at the one I went to, the problem Chaos. was that all the glow stick, all the glow sticks were the same color. Oh yeah, um, I don't remember who it is, but Jasper Wang, our businessman, um, fired a Defector's official glow stick distributor. <laughs> I can't remember who it is, but we've switched now um, on account of them not sending us the red ones. Thank which were God. Pivotal. So we guarantee that you will have green and red glow sticks at this tour, which is very exciting. Any other live podcast can guarantee as much? No. You think the fucking pod Johns could do it? No. Grow up. Not a chance. (laughs) And if people want to listen to Normal Gossip and subscribe, where do they go, my dear friend? Wherever you get this podcast, just click into the search bar, type in Normal Gossip, and it'll pop right up. It is it is a fantastic podcast it is also a fantastic listen to it with your partner podcast i can uh say that that is um a really unique distinction that our podcast does not have (laughs) but you guys are killing it with that so um yeah listen to normal gossip yeah no podcast has that so that's great all right thank you so much for coming on kelsey please come on again in the future raw thank you for having me we'll see you next week everybody goodbye Bye. bye